there's a daily things that we require, the daily safety huddle. Make sure each crew leader or foreman is doing that on a daily basis. Our field supervisors will show up and just do an audit on the job site, making sure everything is safe. And you got to be careful that people aren't just checking boxes. They have to put some thought into it. And in the safety huddle, they can't just write down, well, we're working at heights today. They, they got to talk about it a little bit. What's dangerous about that situation? So um, just having the awareness and the courage in that safe place, you know, to talk through these things is important. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. Today, we're bringing you a two-part conversation hosted by NCG coach and director of operations, Catherine Freeman, focused on the importance of safety, safety in your workplace, and the need to embrace a safety culture. Catherine had the pleasure to sit down with two individuals closely connected to and driven by this topic, Paul Cook, Vice President of Painters USA, an industrial and commercial painting company with locations in Chicago area and Dallas, and Hernan Jimenez, Safety Manager at Nolan Painting, a residential repaint company based just outside of Philadelphia. One of our goals at Nolan Consulting Group is to ensure that a focus on safety has a place in each of the organizations that we work with, that safety measures are being practiced, trained to, and continually spoken about. We are fortunate to work with individuals like Paul and Hernan to create awareness and develop programs to help move the ball forward. This summer, we'll be kicking off a safety peer group for interested NCG clients, and we encourage the completion of a safety certification program for all new clients and recertifications for those who've been certified in the past. In the first part of our conversation today, Paul joins us to share his why, how an integral moment forever changed him and his company's view on safety in the workplace and how he is now leading the charge for continued safety practices. There is an imperative need for leadership in all organizations to take on this responsibility. We then transition to Hernan and learn firsthand about his role as safety manager, what it entails and how it came about, his approach to teaching and training employees in the workplace, their interactions on the job sites, and how ultimately It's only with a shared commitment amongst management and the team that a safety culture can thrive. From Hernan's experience, it's teamwork that makes safety happen. As you listen to this episode, we encourage you to think hard about safety's place in your own organization. Does it exist? Where's there room for improvement if a program is in place? How can you learn from the experience of others and do your best as a leader to ensure that employees come to work and go home each day, knowing they work in a safe environment. With that, I hand it off to Catherine and Paul to begin this conversation. Well, thanks very much, Molly, for that introduction. Uh, I have Paul Cook with me, Paul Cook from Painters USA, of course, joining me because, um, boy, if, if you ever think of anything specifically uh, about a word association, for me, safety always means Paul Cook. Um, And so Paul Cook, thank you very much. And thank you for joining us on this podcast today. How are you today? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So why don't you, why don't you share a little bit about your history for uh, people who, who may not know you 
And then, you know, I, um, I know that safety is so important to you personally because of a very specific story, which maybe you can share um, as well. And, and then what does that mean for your business? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So um, <clears throat> my wife, Meg, and I own Painters USA, and this May will be 40 years. Oh, 40 years. Wow. So that's that's exciting. Um, we started out uh, doing residential painting and uh, grew that. Um, I think in 09, we were three something million. And today we transitioned to commercial industrial work. We did 42 million at the end of our fiscal year. So, um, but you know, it's not about size. It's about helping people. That's what we like to think about. Safety has become more and more important because the bigger you are, the less you can have your eyes on everything, right? And mm -hmm. make sure it's happening even when you're not looking. And that's tough. I'm sure you, you're seeing that. Many of the companies that are listening, you see that, right? As you get your first field manager, as you step away from the everyday and you're trying to be more strategic. But um, the safety piece is so important. Uh, number one, to protect you know, your employees. Um, sometimes I feel guilty about saying, well, it's, you know, it's, it's a big money part too. Um, but the fact is a good safety record brings you better insurance rates and it can be thousands, tens of thousands at our size, hundreds of thousand dollars you could save on your insurance rates. So um, as a business owner, it just makes sense to keep your eye on that. Um, at Painters USA, you know, we had the paperwork, we had our documents in place and I'm going back maybe a, a dozen years and um, everything at OSHA wanted us to do, our toolbox talks, our weekly documented safety meetings, um, that was all on there. And we talked about safety, but I'm going to say it was more on the shelf in these manuals than it was out in the field as far as having a really strong culture. And we had a, a very severe accident. Um, you know, up until this time, we'd had our, you know, our cuts and bruises. And I think I remember a ladder jack falling off and hitting the guy in the head and, you know, things like that. And no, nothing that was super serious. Um, we had a gentleman working in a um, food facility and he was uh, working on some ceilings, uh, actually, I believe power washing them. And uh, we had plastic down on the floor to collect paint chips and later to protect from overspray. And he, the plastic kept him from seeing, uh, really noticing the floor grate. And he put a stepladder on the floor grate. And uh, when he was on top of the ladder, the back leg of the stepladder slipped into the floor grate. Uh, we later found out it was not the appropriate floor grate. It should have been a smaller grate. But anyway, the back leg slid down, threw him back. He hit his head on a concrete floor. And uh, the guys, when they noticed, came over. There was blood on the floor. He tried to get up once, and then he, he basically collapsed. Um, he, he had a lot of swelling uh, from the bleeding and put a lot of pressure on the brain. And he, to this day, is in like an assisted living facility. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, who knows how much he knows and recognizes, but it's almost like a vegetable state. He had a wife and two daughters. And, uh, I, you know, it's still tough to talk about, you know, so on. it is. So that, that was, uh, unfortunately, that's, that's what happened to us to 
really put urgency behind this and building a culture. And, you know, as you grow, it ebbs and flows. You think you're doing good and then you're, you get distracted and you're focused on production or something else. And then you have a near miss or something and you go, darn it, we don't have the safety. We, you know, it's a constant um, battle to keep safety uh, up in front and taking care of your people. You always have, it's, you have to be deliberate to keep it front of mind. You have to be deliberate. And, you know, I've always thought of the, you know, one of the, one of the ways in which it, it was made real to me was, you know, the statement he's a, he has a, a wife and two daughters. And so he's a husband and a, and a father and it's the relationships. And so when you, when I've heard you talk about it before, like it's, it's, yes, you're protecting the business and yes, you're doing the right things. Yes. As you mentioned before, you can save money, but really what you're in the business of is protecting somebody's family, right? (laughs) You're protecting their family. And that's a very serious responsibility that, you know, supersedes almost all of that other stuff, but that's how we make it real, right? The other stuff is how we make it real to business owners. It's by saying there, there are actually, um, it's not a, it's not about restrictions. It's about prevention. Right? Yeah, it's about um, the employees in the field having that perception, and that's the first thing they think about instead of just jumping and running and tr- working about saving hours on that job or, or whatever you know. And it's it is a constant. Uh, task to stay on top of that you know look at you hire new people every year probably the most dangerous time of year and you got to make sure they're indoctrinated they understand the importance of safety and you know we recently did a survey this was just a recent wake-up call you know who's most responsible for your safety well if I'm asked that question the correct answer is me right I'm the first line of defense I can stop a job I can do whatever it takes and we got a lot of answers that said my, my, my crew leader or my supervisor. So we realized, man, they don't even understand that they're the first line of defense. So we went back out there and how do we have to communicate, you know, to raise awareness around that. Right. And, you know, um, you know, this is all about creating a safety culture. We, we spent a lot of time in the Nolan Consulting Group talking about culture, how important culture is. Paul, you mentioned earlier that that your safety director has a, a a straight line to you that there's no middle layer between you and the safety director. What are the what are the uh, accountability measures that you're talking over with him? You know, what are what are the things that he's reporting on that he has gotten from the field to sort of shore up as a organization? You're living the safety culture. Yeah, good question, Catherine. So there's a there's a daily things that we require, the daily safety huddle. Make sure each uh, crew leader or foreman is doing that on a daily basis. Um, we also report on number of uh, audits. Our field supervisors will show up and just do an audit on the job site, making sure everything is safe. And you got to be careful that people aren't just checking boxes, right? right. Oh, yeah, I did it. They, they have to put some thought into it. And in the safety huddle, they can't just write down, well, we're working at heights today. They, they got to talk about it a little bit. What's dangerous about that situation? So um, that's a big thing. Our, uh, we report on the uh, 
near misses. We have a we have a form that comes out. I believe it's a smart sheet that if a near miss happens, it goes out to the company, and we we talk through that and discuss it. And the safety directors can go back to the crews and do root cause analysis there. Um, he will re we report on our TRIR, which is a total recordable incident rate. Mm-hmm. And this is the size of your company and how many incidents you've had where someone's gone to the, to the hospital, basically your emergency room. And that's very important. And a lot of companies measure us on that. But um, I think the, the one of the biggest things is trying to make the topic a safe topic for the employees. We say that any employee can stop a job. Uh, we want employees calling, like lighten up our safety directors all the time. Hey, look at this. Send me a picture. How do I handle this? You know, we want them to not feel embarrassed or man, I should know better or it's okay with that. And even if they stop the job and they shouldn't have, we're still going to applaud that person for stopping the job because it has to be a safe space for them to openly talk about their concerns and not get overpowered by, you know, production is more important today or quality or whatever. I mean, safety, they're all important, but safety is always number one. Right. And that, I mean, that, that to me is probably no better indicator of safety culture that your every single person feels empowered to do that. You know, we live in it. We live in a world that tracks productivity. We live in a world where Mm -hmm. hours count, where, you know, on a, on a, on a job where you might have 15 or 20 people to stop for an afternoon can have a pretty significant impact. And yet that is secondary. Secondary, like yeah. do it, just do it. That's, that's great. I, and I, you know, I, I, I think that knowing that you have that power also then means that you, you don't have to wait until it gets so bad that you need to stop a job. You can say to your peer, Hey, that's just not the right way to do that. We need to do it better. Right. Right. Yep. It's huge. You know, we've even seen other contractors not being safe or we were in a underground parking garage and all of a sudden my, my uh, foreman goes, Hey, wait a minute. I think we might have a carbon monoxide problem here. You know, there was some gas generators or, or lifts or something there. So he actually stopped the job and we had to circle all the contractors on the job and come up with a plan. And they actually thanked us, you know, for doing that. So just having the awareness and the courage in that safe place, you know, to talk through these things is important. Well, let me go back to, you know, you're, you're talking about this with your safety director. Are you meeting with him weekly? Are you meeting with him monthly? You know, what does that accountability structure look like? Yeah, we have a, a one-on-one meeting every other week. Every other week. Yeah. And then how, how often is he speaking with you know, field leaders in the organization. So is it a, um, is he speaking with a foreman group or is he speaking with field managers? I'm not sure how. Uh, He would do both. He would do both. Okay. Um, He would always present a topic at our uh, foreman meeting or a crew leader meeting every week. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's just doing tons of job visits, right? He's out on job sites, talking to people, um, He's just very interactive with the field. Good. Part of the field. You know, and we we always talk about safety as a sort of a field issue. But what about non-field related employees? I mean, you have a safety culture, so everybody lives it. How about your your office team? It's important. And I would say we 
need to do a better job there. You know, we, you know, we talk about it, that transition space, like in the warehouse and being careful mm-hmm. wearing a hard hat in the warehouse and, and that kind of thing. Uh, the office occasionally we'll talk about ergonom- ergonomics or getting a, you know, one of those Vera desks where you can stand up at your, at your spot. Um, <clears throat> but now that you bring that up, we definitely need to do a better job around the office. Uh, some of the, you know, project coordinators do training on safety so they understand what the field, you know, is going through. And of course, the office sits in on, on a lot of the safety topics. But I think looking at your office and is there any risk there that needs to be talked about with the team is very important. I always think about the like, you know, the unintended consequence of somebody just leaving a pile of books on the floor. As yeah. a klutzy person, I trip on those things all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think the, you know, prefer for me, when I think about the businesses that we work with, I, when, when we talk about culture, it is all encompassing. And I guess what I know about your organization and the people that I've talked with is that even if they're not in a field role, they're super aware of it. They're super aware of what's happening and the type of conversations that are necessary to have, even if they're sitting in the office it's on the top of their list too. So I, I look at that and maybe we all need to do a better job of sort of understanding how people are working at their workstations, but I'm thinking they are living the culture as much as the people in the field are. Right. You know, it's on, it's on dashboards. You know, we look at that TRIR number, we Mm -hmm. look at number of safety audits uh, completed versus budgeted to complete. Um, it's part of a lot of our bonus structure. You know, we probably, you know, it's not worth doing if it's not safe. And uh, we talk about the three-legged stool all the time. And the three legs are safety, quality, and production, always in that order. You got to do all three, but it's always in that order. So we try to, you know, we have posters around the office around that. We try to talk about that a lot. That's great. Um, you know, now, one of the things that we're looking at doing in the consulting group is is a safety peer group. So, you know, part of what, what we do in our world is we've got field operations peer groups, we've got sales peer groups, we've got an HR peer group, right, where all of these professionals in the disciplines come in and they discuss the metrics that are important to their disciplines, but they also workshop challenges and they they seek solutions. They're 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 a very powerful sort of support for a business owner in their in their efforts to run a business. And we're starting a safety peer group. And you know some of the things that you just talked about, all of those things would be right for a peer group, right? Things that a field manager on the West Coast who maybe is looking for options could talk about with somebody from the middle of the country or somebody from Florida. You know, tell me a little bit about why you think a peer group would be important here. You know what? I, safety is one of those things that I don't think you can ever say is you're done. You master that and you move on to the next thing. I mean, it's it's there every day of your business. And um, the peer group, there's just, I think, going to be a lot of good shared knowledge. As I, we've been in other summit peer groups. And I think your people, you know, you need a lead at safety at your company. They need support. And where are they going to get their fresh ideas and see what other people have done? And because that's where learning takes place. Right. So I think I've one reason, you know, that helped us get to where we are today is the peer groups and the things I've been involved in that let me see 
what other people do, gave me fresh ideas, gave me some accountability in some cases. I think that's yeah. all important. You know, you, you said something right there that for me strikes up uh, um, a really sort of sharp note. And that is, it doesn't ever stop. And I, I think I, I encounter, even just as a coach, I encounter a lot of situations where somebody runs through this summit safety certification process. It's 17 or 18 steps. They do all of those steps. They've got all of their things in order and they got a nice little gold badge on their website. They're not living the world. And that's where something like this comes into play, right? Because then you are every day, excuse me, I should say every month, there's a conversation around it. So now we're taking huddles, which should be happening daily, and maybe a biweekly accountability with some person who's responsible for safety in your organization. And you're, you're taking it out a step farther. There's the more conversation, the better, right? Yeah, it's so true. And they, you know, again, it, doing the certification is great. And I think there's a lot of, uh, it sort of lowers the learning curve. I think it helps you get through these things. But the reality is uh, safety does happen every day. And you're just uh, the stewardship of your employees is that you're going to be taking care of them. So I've, I've just seen great things with involvement. Uh, you know, we have our, we have now two full-time safety directors and these are guys are busy nonstop and they're working on rocks, but the culture is hard to get your head around, right? The culture of your company is so important. Like you said earlier, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So to build and then maintain your culture as new people are constantly coming into your company is a challenge and you have to be very deliberate about, about yeah. that your own safety. Yeah. Need all the support you can get. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Paul, anything that I neglected to ask about anything that you want to share with the, the audience? Well, I would say, you know, if you're asking, where do I start? Um, to, I think the peer group is an excellent place to start, but the summit safety certification is also another great place to start because a lot of us put our head around that and put some best practices together. And um, I don't know that safety is easy, but it's just all the steps are there, you know, and right. we'll, we'll walk through you. I know there's people, uh, you know, coaches and so forth that will walk through that process with you and help you get that culture down and then how do you make it come alive that's the big key right the peer group could help you with ideas of how to make that come alive with your team well that's great i think on that on that note bringing safety alive i think we're we're going to say i i really do appreciate your your time today thanks so much for for joining me um and i look forward to your participation in the safety peer group as we go forward um, just as a side note, that's something that we're, we're intending to begin in June. Um, so if this is something that you're interested, please do contact um, either Molly or Maureen, um, certainly contact your coach as well. So thanks, Paul, for your help today. And I hope you have a fantastic afternoon. You too, Catherine. Looking forward to that peer group. Thanks so much. We want to thank Paul for sharing his story and his continued commitment to growing a safety culture and being the champion behind leading safety practices, not only within the Nolan Consulting Group community, but for all organizations. 
For the second half of our conversation today, we're moving into a discussion with Hernan Jimenez, the safety manager at Nolan Painting. Okay. Thank you, Molly, very much for that introduction. Hernan Jimenez joins me today as we talk about uh, something that is uh, both of great interest to me as a coach and also great importance to the business owners that we work with and their employees. And that, of course, is safety. And um, so thank you, Hernan, for for joining me on what's turning out to be a pretty cloudy Monday morning here yeah. in the greater Northeast. <laughs> no, but um, I'm glad to be here. And uh, thanks for having me. Sure. So why don't you start by letting everybody know a little bit about yourself, um, your history, of course, with Nolan Painting, and then um, what you've what you had done in your previous life. Sure. Um, so I actually went, I was living in Texas for a long, long time, partly all of my life. Um, and I got my degree in safety management and with a minor in psychology. Uh, unbeknownst to me, I did not know how how important psychology was going to be. So I'm glad I minored in it because it did help me out tremendously. Um, after I graduated, I pretty much uh, got a, a job with this, uh, this company uh, that helps uh, rebuild and restruct and fix uh, the VA hospitals. And uh, I was a project coordinator at the time. I couldn't find a safety job because safety is a little odd because you need to have a degree, certifications, and experience to get a good job in safety. And I and it's funny because you try you apply for one, uh, you apply for a job, but you're missing one of those three things, so you can't get the job. So I became a project coordinator, and then with time, I got bumped up to safety uh, to as their safety officer quickly. Um, and it was uh, it was it was great experience. I learned a lot there, uh, and then from there, I I was uh, hired on by another company that does roadside construction and home development. So. That was a lot of safety that I had to learn a very fast, uh, confined space, uh, you know, fall protection, uh, trenching, which I'm glad I don't, uh, I don't do that here with Nolan anymore. Uh, but it's, it's, it was a great, uh, again, another great experience. I learned a lot of the things you should do, you shouldn't do, um, a lot of ways to, to get guys to buy into safety. And uh, so I, I think I did all of that for about five years and now, um, I got married to a girl from Pennsylvania. So because of that, we had to move up here and, uh, and, and I'm loving it so far. Hate the winter, but I love your summers cause it's not hot at all, uh, compared to the ones in Houston. And, um, oh, Hernan, that was, this was an easy <laughs> winter. <laughs> was See, so that's easy. the scary part. You guys are saying it's a simple one. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Um, and then, uh, so I, you know, I, I was online, I was looking for positions and I was looking for work and, uh, I had like three job interviews uh, and then I saw Nolan painting and I actually chuckled a little bit. I was like, why does a painting company need a safety guy? Uh, but I went ahead and put my application in. I was like, you know, you may never know. Um, that's usually what I always tell everyone when they're asking for my opinion. It's like, just do it. You, you may never know what, what could happen. So I did uh, get a call from Colleen and, and it, it was this very positive talk. And then I spoke with Nolan and again, it was another very positive talk. And then it slowly started to dawn on me that I might have had, I might have found the job. Uh, came up here to Pennsylvania, did a, uh, you know, face-to-face interview. And instantly I knew that th- this was the spot, that this is the place where I wanted to work. And the main reason why was because uh, Nolan had an, uh, had an injury. 
And in most companies, the, the employer always tries to point the finger at the employee. But here, Nolan said, it, it, it's my fault. And that sold me instantly because now I knew that I, I was going to be working with someone that took safety seriously. And that's extremely important because in a lot of other companies, safety is a, uh, it's an accident happened. Let's react to that accident. While in reality, it needs to be, hey, let's do this to prevent this accident from happening. But I, you know, a lot of people tend to react instead of be proactive. So I enjoy that. Uh, and so far, you know, I've been here for about 10, nine months now. And it's, it's been a lot of go, 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 but it's, it's working out tremendously fantastic out here. Oh, that's great. Now, I, you know, I, one of the things that I know about Kevin and the team is that safety's always been a priority. It's never been something that, you know, it's not that a, a year ago, somebody woke up and thought, oh, we got to we gotta do something about safety. It's, it's been a priority. But as you said, you've had a pretty busy 10 months. You know, so, so talk to me a little bit about what you did to take this, what, what I would say was a pretty aware culture and really put some structure to it and really put, you know, some, some backbone to what safety is and means for, you know, the person who starts and has no experience in a trade. So they, they did have a good solid base um, mm-hmm. and, and it was great. Uh, the only thing is they, they didn't have direction or they didn't have someone full time to be able to right. say, all right, this is what we, this is the, this is what we want. Let's get that going. So that's what I've been doing pretty much. Um, for example, we did ladder training and we started noticing a small trend with our small ladders being the most dangerous ladders that this is where we have most of our injuries. So we're now, what we're doing is we, uh, I created a teaching methods of when we graph someone brand new, we show them, we talk to them and we tell them what ladders they can use and what ladders they cannot use until they're ready to, for their orientation. Then once we moved them to orientation there, we showed them how to, how to use the bigger ladders, but we were also seeing the employee to see if they, if they feel comfortable moving that ladder if they feel comfortable going up the ladder, um, you can just tell some guys they can just pick up the ladder, move it, set it up, no problem. And they're up and down and they look at me like, really, that's it. And then there's other people where, you know, the, there's a little bit of fear and that's perfectly fine. Um, so that gives us that idea of that individual to see if they're ready. And if they're not perfectly fine, they can still continue working. They can still do what they need to do. Uh, but now their field manager will continue to work with them to get used to the uh, used to and comfortable with with the bigger ladders and then they check them off. So it's pretty much level one, you're a new hire. You can only use two foot, four foot, six foot ladders. That's it. Uh, And then, you know, your level two, uh, your level two is when you finally have your orientation, you get a little bit more experience with the ladders. And then your level three is when you get certified. Now you're able to go ahead and jump on, uh, you know, the the 16 or the 32 footer. um, And then, after all of that, now you get more experience and then you start to learn more and understand uh, the do's and the don'ts. Then once we are happy with you and, you're in, in, and we feel comfortable, then we can start, start bumping you up to your fall protection after that. So what we slowly do, what we do is we slowly allow this, uh, the employee to slowly start stepping upwards. And uh, that what we start to notice is people get more comfortable. 
uh, they, they pay more attention to what they're doing. And it also allows the whole entire team to be self-aware of who can do what and who's comfortable doing what. And we're starting to notice that uh, uh, work is progressively getting done in a, in a better manner. There seems to be a little less incidents occurring. Um, so yeah, so that's one of the things that we've been working on. Um, so I'm going to, so what I hear you say there is that you took what you thought was a really good foundation, right? There, mm-hmm. there was ladder, there was ladder safety, right? There was right. ladder safety training. I remember hearing that going to, you know, being discussed, you know, four or five, six years ago, even right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you took it and you broke it down to pretty specific steps. So it's, it's not just ladder safety, one big umbrella, but maybe three, four steps that would get somebody to the certification process. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, one of the, I mean, we, it will be a perfect world if we can just get someone and put them to work and they already know everything they're, they're, they're doing. But if you do that, you're running a risk. You know, I can tell you, I know how to paint, but I know how to paint based off of what I've learned. It might, it may not be your, your method of, of painting. So I, when we, when I took this over, I'm like, all right, we're going to do safety my way. And this is how I want to do it. And again, fantastic that I have my upper management that is 100% behind me when we come up with these ideas and plans that we've been implementing them. And it's, it's going great because now also there's a structure and that's extremely important for, for safety, for it to have a structure. So everybody knows you're here. This is what you can do. Don't do anything else. We don't want you to do anything else. Just keep working on this, perfect this. And then once that's done, we can go ahead and bump you up to the next level, work on that, get comfortable with that, perfect that, and then we'll bump you up again to the next. And it, it gives uh, the workers something, also a goal to achieve. I've gotten people send me, sending me messages like, hey, I, I got these ladders done. I, I'm, I'm ready for the next one. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Uh, let, let, your manager's going to see that, and they're going to get you up there. And and it, it does. And it, it really is uh, motivating to, to some of our workers. Good. That's good. What are some of the other um, areas that you focused on them in the last year? I mean, ladders are an easy one for us to sort of think about, but you've, you've sure been busy. <laughs> so, you know, lead training is another one. Um, mm-hmm. We, when, again, we have our little um, multiple steps. So when you get first hired on, you listen to a video that, uh, you know, Kevin Nolan uh, has, and I give them their PPE for that. They're in 100. So they are aware of what we're doing. And then on their orientation, then we do the lead, uh, the, uh, another lead certification. So we keep talking about it. Um, and then, of course, when I go out and I do my inspections, I ensure that you know, they're, they're wearing their PPE. Um, and I talk to them about uh, the dangers of it, too. So we keep consistently talking about lead all the time. So lead training is one of them. You know, a normal PPE, uh, where and why we need it and everything like that. Right now, what I'm currently working on is our lift certification. And our live certification is, um, it's still in the works, but the way I'm thinking about doing it is um, we have our individuals that are fantastic individuals that can train people. These are called uh, the trainers. And the trainers can train other uh, employees to allow them to learn and get the experiences they need on a lift. And so each team has, you know, a, a few of the trainers and we're going to get them all, make sure everything's, uh, they have everything they need. And then allow those people to say, okay, this individual here, uh, he's been with the company for a long time. He's great with ladders. Uh, I believe he's ready for lifts. And if, the, uh, the, if that individual is comfortable with that, then they start working together inside of the lift 
for an X amount of time. And then once the trainer says, okay, this person is, it's good to go on their own. Then now we have someone that has been trained, has been kept an eye on, has been looked at and they feel comfortable leaving, you know, let, letting them operate the machinery on their own. So again, it's small steps going up there. Uh, that's the next thing for next month that we're, I'm going to be working on. And uh, then we also have more driving safety we got to take care of. Driving safety. Um, you know, but just as an aside, I, we did some driving over the weekend here. And, um, you know, the pandemic, people people have become pretty crazy out there behind the wheel of a car. They're, and very impatient. So yeah. I, I can see. And and interestingly enough, you, you've mentioned driving safety, but on coaching calls, I've heard that a number of times in the last week or so that, you know, they're whether we're talking about a salesperson or a crew leader um, or a field manager, brushing up on somebody's awareness of their impact on the road can be pretty Mm -hmm. powerful. Um, Before we go too far though, I want to hit something that you said there because it's, it is a, a lot of what Kevin drives that we talk about also in the Nolan consulting group um, cascading leadership. So, so you mentioned team scenarios where each team might have a trainer and the, and the team is responsible for driving down your message of safety, or I mm-hmm. should say, maybe you're the, you're the mouthpiece for Kevin. It's Kevin's message of safety, but your, <laughs> your message of safety, right. you, you rely really on these people to take what you are talking about and make it real. Don't you? Right. Um, so I am one individual. I cannot be all over the greater and lower Philadelphia area at the same time. I have to rely on my, uh, on, on, on my team. So it was really funny. Is I remember when I was being hired, everyone told me, well, what's the most important thing about safety? And I was like, and I told them it's all about upper management. If I don't have their support, if I don't have their help, I, I am, I'm dead on the water. Like I can't do what I need to do without them pushing the word or, or pushing the message out. So for example, just a second, I got, uh, I got a, uh, a worker, they got uh, water in his eye with a little bit of solution in it. It's causing some irritation. Uh, and I couldn't, I couldn't talk to him. So I send, I told him what to do. He contacted uh, another manager. The manager is now fixing the situation and taking care of it. After I'm done here, I'll go talk to the individual. So it is no longer, well, safety, safety, safety needs to do this. It's, it's, we were working together. We need to take care of the solution uh, because I'm unavailable. And that's perfectly fine because if something comes up and they're unavailable and I am, I'll go help them out immediately. So it's all about teamwork. It's all about helping each other out because that's how we can continue the ball rolling. And that's how we can, that's how also employees see, okay, they do care. They, they do want us to, to do this because if I said, I need help, I'm, I'm going to get it one way or another. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's extremely important. It is. And, you know, I I was looking at my notes here, right? And that's my next question is how, um, what is safety culture from your perspective? But it seems to me that that's pretty much the answer, isn't it? It's, it's, it's not about one person, one job, one, um, I don't know, checklist. It's, it's about a whole teamwork approach. So, I learned this lesson the hard way with my previous employer uh, because safety was everything. If something happened, safety had to be there. Uh, if something was going wrong, safety had to be there. And there were time, and this is back when I was living in Houston. So, I mean, I could be in the north side of Houston and then an incident happened and I would have to drive an hour all the way down to the south side of Houston to figure out what occurred. 
Um, and it was extremely time consuming. So I was wasting a lot of time driving. It was sometimes it was such a minor incident that I did not need to be there at all. It was just over, uh, uh, over, uh, if someone could just pick up the phone and talk to this individual, they could take care of it. So that's one thing that I, when I got here, I was like, I don't want that again. I don't want to be the only uh, person doing all of the safety work uh, because I, I just won't be able to, and um, I'm going to fail. So for example, like I said, the ladder certification, the field managers take care of that. They have the experience. They have worked with these ladders. They know how these ladders work. I'm just giving them more tools and more information of the correct ways to use these ladders to prevent an injury or to prevent a fall or something like that. Then they grab that information and data and say, okay, with my experience, this is the best way of doing it. I'm like, fantastic. That's great. Go ahead and run with that. Uh, but again, we're bouncing off ideas off of each other. So yeah, it's, it's culture is safety is a, it's teamwork is not individual. So it, you need a team and it could be one person like myself. And then you have the surrounding staff around you all waiting to pitch in, or you have a full individual safety team, which, and all of them have a specific job or, or, or line of duty to be able to help out. So yeah, teamwork is, is extremely important in safety. That's great. Uh, one of the other things that I have heard a lot in the last year or so is a, is a language shift and, you know, that the, the shift from being, um, I don't know, the, it's, it's going from a, from an audit, right? I'm going to come in, I'm going to do a safety audit. I've got my clipboard, Mm -hmm. I'm coming on, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm serious. I go onto the job site and that, that has a definite me versus you sort of scenario, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. me versus the clipboard. Um, but you're, you're changing that language. You, you know, it's part of your, it's part of your, I don't know, assignment, right. Is to say, mm-hmm. this is that we're all in this together. Right. And so you're, you're coming on board and you're doing inspections. Tell us a little bit about what, what the difference in language there is. Yeah. So an inspection is I just a look around the job site as is as they have it. Right. Uh, they could be using ladders. So I look at the ladders. If they're not using ladders, then I'm not looking at the ladders because I'm just looking at the current job that they have set up. Um, an audit. Well, that one, we kind of shut work down for about an hour. And what we do there is we then pull everything. I want to see hard at. I want to see uh, if, if you have a harness, I want to see it, even though you're not using it, I want to see it, uh, pull out all of the ladders. Let's lay them out flat. Let's run through them. Let's look to make sure everything's perfectly fine. What are my guys missing? Or do you guys need more gloves? Do you guys need more, uh, safety glasses? Is, is your heart at not working correctly? Fix it. Uh, and what I mean by fix it, that's, that's my job. That's not their job. That's my job. Cause that's my, that's my field. So I make sure that they get what they need. Uh, and an audit is never a bad thing. If they're missing something, is never punishment. Uh, the worst thing you can do, and it's going back to safety culture, is having a punishing culture. Because if you, if you do that, you're, you're just pushing your guys away from you. So I never really punish any, anyone. Uh, and we can talk about punishment and how I, how I view that. But um, an audit, we start fixing uh, uh, minor, uh, minor things that can become bigger problems. So, I, so once I am done with that audit, those guys are 100% know what the job is, how the job is going to get done. If, you know, we have the fall arrest plan that we also have developed. And so we pull it out. We look at the fall arrest plan and, and 
we go through it to make sure the guys, every single one in the crew knows and understands it. And uh, if a hitch clip needs to be installed for that job, I'll tell them, go ahead, run up there and let's install it. Let's, let's make sure it's done correctly. And again, it's teaching. Now we might have a new hire that could be looking at this and be like, oh, what's a hitch clip? Well, this is something to prevent you from falling when you're working on the roof. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, it's educational for everyone versus an inspection. You know, it's not that detailed, it's not that, uh, you know, it's not going to be that long. It could take from, depending on the job size, it could sometimes take 10 minutes. I've been in inspections that take 30 minutes because they will pop up with the question. I got to sit there and figure out a solution. So in inspections are a little bit more quick, a little bit more, uh, not as detailed, but an audit. We, we get in, in, into, the weeds, uh, into the weeds because we want to make sure there is no more questions when I get out of that job. That's great. That's great. Um, you mentioned punishment. So accountability, right? I actually yeah. see the accountability that as a, you know, that's one of your values. I see that behind you in the, in the, in the yes. picture here, because it is, it's a, it's about accountability, isn't it? Right. Um, so how, how do you, how do you go about that? So again, going, yeah, I, my previous employer, I learned a lot of the don'ts and and a lot of the don't, one of the don'ts that I learned was don't punish your employee because they forgot something or, you know, they could just be having a bad day or something like that. And they forgot to put on their glasses. And my thing was in that employee, like write them up. That was it. Just write everybody. I wrote up so many people and I hated it because all they made them do is when they saw me, they ran away. They didn't want me to be there at the job site. I would have managers be like, don't come, please don't come because I would become a distraction towards the employees. So here again, when I got here, it's like, I'm not going to do that. I do not want that at all. So if I go up to a job site and it's something minor, like a guy is sanding, but he doesn't have his glasses on, safety glasses on, he might not have them. He might, you know, this old pair might get a worn and torn and scratched up and then they're actually causing more harm than good. That's fine. I'll grab a pair and just hand it to him and keep, keep doing my inspection. Something as simple as that. Now, if I go back and again and again and again, the employee doesn't have it. I'm like, all right, now we need to talk. Why is this happening? Why don't you have it? Um, but I do make a mention of it. And they also feel bad. That's the thing, because I don't get on them and I, I don't, you know, I'm not all upset about it. They start to feel like, oh, I'm sorry, I, heard it. I, I, uh, I, I didn't have a pair. And they're like, ah, it's OK. Here, have an extra. And they're like, thanks. And then that's that. There is no, you know, screaming match going to happen. Uh, but what I do do is if I go up to a job site and the job site is perfect. Everyone has their PPE on. Everyone's working safely. All the tools and equipment are safe and sound. All ladders are used correctly, are installed correctly. Everything's fine. And the huddle has occurred. The huddle is done correctly. <laughs> I and I look at it as a okay, they're making my job easier. So I give them out, a, you know, the, a ten dollar Wawa gift card for every single employee on the job site. You know, uh, there was one job where they had like eight guys, so I gave out eighty dollars worth of these cards, and the guys love it because. They know if they just do it right, they can get a pretty much a free lunch, which is great. So, and or you know, ten dollars worth of gas with these gas prices happening right now. So they want me to show up to a job site. They want me to be there. They want to get inspected, which is extremely rare. If you sit back and think about how many people actually want a safety guy to show up to their job site, right? Not many. <laughs> right. right. So right. that that's one of the things is I I I. I rather reward than punish but if someone needs to be corrected it's as simple as just talking to the individual now if it's something recurring something extremely bad stop it hey come on let's talk about this let me give you the tools that you need let me make sure you understand what you were doing wrong 
and explain to you why you're why that's dangerous or why you shouldn't be doing that and then hopefully that conversation there is enough if it's not then i contact the manager like look this is the second time i caught this guy doing this can you also please talk to him i mean i we we can't have this happening now i haven't gone to the third step yet because usually by either the first or the second it, it dies down by uh, right. so once right. I figure out what happens in the third step, I'll let you know on that one. <laughs> right. Now, you mentioned this is a great segue into tools because you mentioned sort of the, you know, there's a, I mean, it's not a first, second strike, you're out, but you mm -hmm. do mention that there's like you're paying attention if this, if this guy doesn't have his safety goggles once, twice, three times, you're going to, you know, maybe there's an, a, a bigger issue, but how are you tracking that? I mean, there's 85 painters out there. How are you remembering that, you know, John didn't have his glasses three weeks ago and now you're encountering him again? Uh, part of it is I can remember. I don't know why. Part of it is I can part remember. Part of it is I, I have this Vernon, photographic we're memory. we're looking for tools here. <laughs> my brain's one of my tools. No, I do. I, 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 I have this photographic memory, so I can remember. Okay. I can remember. It's, it's really funny because right now when you said that, I remember one guy last year. He was paint. He was uh, he was uh, sanding a a porch. I remember the porch. I remember the purple color of the porch was extremely odd. That's why I remember vividly. And he was just sanding the rail and I just put the, the, the his safety glasses right next to him. He just kind of looked at me, nodded and put them on. And that was that. Like, I remember that kind of stuff. But in my inspection, I, I do I do have a PPE segment. So if they don't have their PPE, I mark it down there. So uh, sometimes I put the name, the individual, the name, if it's I know that it might be an issue or it, I'm, I might mark it down. But I know the individual. And I know that they are usually on top of it. So this could be just an odd day off for them. But I, I usually do mark it down somehow, some way, or I remember it. But, uh, but yeah, in, in my inspection, I, I have notes that I can write down. So I will write those notes down. And then usually when I go up to, you know, a month later passes or something like that, and I pop back up to the individual, it, it, I either look at my old notes or I just remember, it's like, yeah, last time you didn't have them on, this time you do or why don't you have a member last time and then you know we'll we'll get into the conversation then so no you, you and you mentioned the inspection is that a is that a a smart cheat web yes. form okay so it's a mm -hmm. it's something that you're you're able to pull up it tracks um to it tracks to the crew leader and to the job or does it just track to the job so um my smart cheat that I developed contains uh you know the team and then the crew leader so we can break it down, to, you know, per team, for individuals, uh, any, anything like that. And in my, my safety inspection, the guys already have within the huddle. So the huddle and my inspection reflect each other. It's the cheat sheet. Okay, good. And that's what good. I tell everyone. If you run through the huddle, if you seriously stop and look at it and you do it, and then I show up, I'm, I'm looking for the same thing. I'm not going to surprise you with anything. Um and, and, and again, that's how they can get their Wawa gift cards. So I have a lot right. of guys that by like right. nine o'clock, by now I have about 27 emails from all the huddles that have been turned in that the guys are ready for me to go out and inspect them. Um, so, so yeah, my, my, my inspection is on smart sheets. It tracks everything. Um, it took me a while to figure it out and get it developed, but it's also a build in progress. It's, you know, each year we add to it, we, we tweak it up a little bit, um, and I think the following year, right now, 
depending on what on what we're looking at so if you are using ladders correctly you can get five points for that but if you are using ladders incorrectly you get minus five points eventually next year what i want to do is uh, give you those five points but if you're using for example like bigger ladders correctly i'll give you three points for that but you had someone standing on on a four foot ladder all the way on the top step which you shouldn't be doing then i'll subtract two points from that five points so eventually it's going to grow and, and and get a little little bigger and a little better but for right now yeah everything's on there and it's it's a great tool so what i hear you saying is that each each crew maybe not each crew leader but each crew would have a safety score mm-hmm. have, or do they currently have a safety score they all have safety scores if they i've done an inspection scores. on them yeah if, if i learn something new any- every day Yep. If I have done an inspection on them, they get a safety score. Our goal here in Nolan Painting is to overall to always have a 95% plus, meaning that we can have one, each team, uh, each crew can have one mistake and they can still, and they are still going to be fine. Um, but again, it's, I, I, and as of April, it's been fantastic because each day I get one or two text messages of ladders or this or that. Can we, is this okay? Is this not okay? Because they're, they're running through it. And it's, That's if they keep doing that, I'm not going to find mistakes. And right. it's great. I get, uh, I, love that like, I love that self-awareness. Yeah. And, and like just yesterday I got, and I mean, last week I got a picture of two ladders. One had a bent leg and I was like, don't use that one. And the other one had just a tiny little like uh dent and i was like yeah that, that, that's fine You're, that's not gonna harm the ladder going up and down but the leg one right yeah, we need to get rid of that one instantly so these guys are now in the way i like to think about it is we just got rid of a bad ladder that could cost an accident now it may not now it, we're not going to have an accident so i really wish we can have we had some sort of magic to be like okay since since i've been here we've saved the company x amount of money because i've prevented x amount of injuries but you know it's a little right, right, to right, right. That that's a, a future equation when, yeah. when time travel when time travel is invented, we'll yeah we'll be able to measure that. Um, but I love I love that uh, um, idea because that sounds to me uh, like something that we'll we'll need to make sure we're hit in the safety peer group. So, mm-hmm. um, well, listen, Hernan, what have I have I not asked about or something that you feel pretty passionately? around and i've not addressed it anything no uh for me the my number one thing is safety culture that's that's the biggest one you got to have a good one it, it has to be a positive safety culture it has to be a safety culture that the company for everyone above you buys in so that everyone below you accepts it and also buys into it it's extremely important um be proactive don't be reactive uh, listen to your safety guy. He, he knows you hired him for a reason. If he has an idea, listen to him. Um, because it could be something that may not be done at that moment, but it could be something that could be added on later on. So for example, when I first got here, I was talking about cameras inside of, uh, inside of our vans, not to record the driver, but to record the road. And as we're having, you know, uh, these, uh, auto accidents, it's starting to become apparent. Yeah, we need them. So, it, again, at the time we didn't, it was an idea that we were thinking about, but now as time is progressing, we're starting to slowly believe that, yes, it's, it, it is, it, it's, starting it might to be time. It might be time. So <laughs> now we're time. looking into it. And right now I'm kind of telling some of the individuals what's coming. So they understand, they, they see it coming. It's not going to be a surprise to anyone uh, because we're extremely open. I mean, we, I tell it, 
if something's coming in the future, I let my employees know because then when I present it to them, they're gonna be like, okay, Hernia has literally been talking about this for the past three months. Here it is, finally. Great. Well, that's that is great emotional intelligence. We yeah. we we call that socializing. Like we yeah. want to socialize topics before they become reality. That's yeah. Great. And and then the other thing is uh, talk about safety to your guys. It doesn't if an accident occurs from another group, let them know. Like, hey, we had a guy just fall from a ladder and hurt his shoulder. Be careful with this ladder because it yeah. it, it it then allows that cogwheel start to spin and be like, okay, maybe I do need to be a little careful because people are getting into accidents and don't ever hide your, your injuries. Talk about them because right. if, if, if you show the ladders are being broken and, and you could be like, Oh, I have a ladder looks just like that. And you throw it away. Great. You just prevent another accident from happening. So, right. Yep. Right. Perfect. All right. Uh, well, listen, I really do appreciate your taking time out of your very busy um, day. It, as I mentioned, it's Monday and you mentioned before <laughs> we started how many texts and emails and phone calls that you've gotten. So I'm, I am truly grateful for, for you joining us and for the fact that you feel comfortable with your team, that they can handle stuff um, that, are, that is safety related. So thanks very much. No, appreciate um, it. Anytime, anytime. More than happy to do it again. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.